the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Streaming now on TuneIn.com and Radio.com. AM 1220 KDOW. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful, informative, irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Thanks for listening to the show. Another day, another dollar, another week, another thing to holler about. We got China in the news, of course. We got President Trump in the news. We got a little bit of, how shall we say, sex in the news on Wall Street. That's right. McDonald's and sex. Those two words don't typically go together unless, well, I'm not going to even get in that because I don't want to get into trouble. But, yeah, we got a lot in the news. Easterbrook, uh, former CEO of McDonald's, is being sued by McDonald's in large part because maybe he lied about some of the employee relationships that he had. I know you're saying sex and McDonald's. Please never use those two words in the same sentence again. I promise I won't. <laughs> Maybe today I will, but in the in the future. And again, again, you get to learn about corporate CEOs and corporate governance. And um, I don't even know if it's worth. I I don't know if this is area that I want to open up. Is it really worth opening this can of worms for McDonald's? Or like this? This is bad PR. This is bad PR. Hey, Apple's up another six bucks, sitting at four hundred fifty. Another day, another dollar, right? Um, I saw a price target on Apple hit $600 over the weekend. I'd buy that for a dollar. I will do my best to explain that to you as the show goes on. Disney up 11% after reporting a surprise quarterly profit and posting strong subscriber numbers for its streaming platform last week. That was a big story. We're paying attention to Disney because aren't they the poster child of companies that, that are, should be suffering from COVID? Facebook up 6% last week as investors chased the stock higher in momentum trades, even though aren't there shutdowns going down and ad boycotts? And isn't their CEO being ridiculed in front of Congress? A little bit. Microsoft resumed talks to acquire TikTok. Novavax provided an encouraging vaccine update on phase one, phase two trials for healthy adults age 18 to 59. 
So a lot of stuff going on last week that bleeds into this week. Gas prices remain steady at an average of two twenty-five a gallon. You know, that's a story that I used to care about and I no longer care about because I'm just not driving as much. Americans have a tax in our life. It's called $4 gasoline. Americans have a tax cut in our life called $2.25 gasoline. We have more money in our pocket when gas is cheap. We have less money in our pocket when gas is expensive. Cheap gas tends to imply weaker economies. Expensive gasoline tends to imply um, slower economies. Uh, hotter economy that, that, that needs slowing. Kind of, a, It's the inflation debacle right playing out in front of our face. Americans are spending cash or will they? That's going to be the big question coming in the fall. In the last six months, we've saved a lot more cash. We've gotten cash from the government. We're not spending as much on travel and leisure. So the big question going around this weekend with analysts was, we know there is another... Uh, bailout package, bailout package, or we bail out our own citizen stimulus package, get back to work package, stay at home package. I don't even know what to call it anymore. But we know married couples are going to get another 2400 and individuals are going to get 1200 unless you happen to live in the state of California and make too much money. I'm not bitter. I would like a free check, though. Nothing like free checks. Yeah, no Cash stockpile right now is building. And again, Democrats want $600 federal unemployment bonuses while, you know, it's Republicans want 400 but a couple weeks ago they wanted zero. Cash is coming. People are saving because they don't know what the future holds. They don't know if their job is safe or not. But we're building cash. And last week when someone asked me, I think the stock market's going to go back down because the economy is going to go back down. I'm like, well, there is some truth to that. I, I get the logic. But there's also trillions of dollars being saved right now. And something tells me we may not invest it, but we'll certainly spend it if, and this is the big F, if things go back to normal. If if and butts were candy and nuts, oh, what a party we would have. You with me against me? So last week, a lot of good news from Disney to Novavax to Facebook. Industrials, financials, energies all did well. Weakness was seen maybe in real estate, but not much. 2.5% weekly gain is a big move up. Now, we went into the weekend, though, with a lot of question marks. Democrats in the White House remained far apart on key relief provisions. I didn't see a lot get done there today other than uh, Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin said he's going to recommend the President Trump's um, signing executive orders that extend the eviction moratorium and enhance unemployment benefits. So there was that thing where Trump signed for executive orders, and there was some weird banter around that all weekend long. Like Pete Navarro, one of the economic advisors for Trump, said God gave Trump the executive order so they could use it. And I was like, whoa, that's a heavy statement. There is Sleepy Joe Biden being attacked by Trump while Trump was sitting on a golf course. Uh, Biden was riding a bike, and that wasn't lost on the, the irony department of the world. It is weird seeing old people ride bikes. <laughs> and again, I'm not knocking old people. I'm just trying to be funny and entertaining. 
So Disney also announced last week that they're going to put Mulan up for purchase. And they went, oh, this is not going to be normal. This is not going to be normal. But we saw what happened with Trolls with a $20 digital rental. So they're going to do a $30 you own it for life. But isn't that kind of content already available on Disney Plus, like all their movie catalog? Are they going to do all their movie catalog minus Mulan? It's a live-action movie that was slated to come out this summer and be a big blockbuster hit. They want to make a billion dollars off of it, and they don't know what to do with it now. It's a $29.99 fee on top of your $6.99 Disney Plus subscription fee. Are you going to do it? Or are you going to wait till it's released on Disney Plus for $6.99 a month and all the other things? Or will it never be? It's a little sticky situation that the movie theaters and movie producers are running up against with each other. Disney lost $4.7 billion in the third quarter. I don't blame them for trying to figure out new business models. I like fashion models. Some people like fashion models. Some people like model planes. Some people like business models. I like figuring out the business model for sure. Oh, boy. Um, gas prices already hit that one, 225 a gallon. Again, showing you that the economy is weak and we're not traveling a lot. Good for truckers. We got a great big convoy trucking down the line. I know you're saying, please never do that again. <clears throat> yeah, so Easterbrook, Steve Easterbrook, um, he did a lot of tinkering with McDonald's, like the breakfast in the morning thing. But the company's saying that he lied about relationships he had with workers. If this is not a lesson to teach your children, all you have to do is watch any any show on Bravo that has a work environment. Don't date employees. Don't date people if you're the boss. Try to get out a little bit more often. Get on a dating app, but don't let them have that McDonald's uh, work agreement. If you work at McDonald's and you want a side of fries for that, I don't even know what that means. So McDonald's is suing their former CEO because he got a lot of compensation on the way out for ultimately going quietly, I think, is the right way of saying that. You can find me online at New Focus Financial dot com or Rob Black Show dot com. Making financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. I do appreciate it. Um, COVID 2020, summer of 2020, summer of a little bit of discontent. Um, some crazy stuff has happened. Have you seen Eastman Kodak plunging 40% today after a federal agency said it was reviewing a previously announced $765 million loan for the one-time photography pioneer? And did the Trump administration wink, wink, nudge, nudge, poke, poke, tell them this was coming? And you should go buy some of your own stock? Or was that not said? Or what exactly was going on there? We don't know. But when a stock goes from 2 to 60, it's a problem, <clears throat> especially if people knew about it. Someone should go to jail because you didn't know about it. And that's why they call it a publicly traded company 
the onus is on them to share information that is relevant with you, said public. So that's one boogeyman out there today. Let's get another boogeyman and take him down. Margin. 25 years ago, getting into this industry, I learned that if you bought $100 of a stock, and one of the very first stocks I ever bought was a company called HBO and Company. It was not um, HBO. It was not Game of Thrones. I wasn't doing anything smart like that. It was a healthcare provider. And I was like, wow, people are getting older. Baby boomers um, are getting older. There was a big thing in the 90s, like every 10 seconds, a baby boomer turns 60 and retires. And the social security is going to run out soon. There was a, a fear of the boomers. And they expect free health care. They expect free this and they expect free that. And they vote. So there was a trend there. And I played into the healthcare side of it. And it worked out well. The company eventually got acquired. Did some acquisitions of their own. But what I found out is if you had $1,000 of HBO and company of any publicly traded stock, not any because they rate them a little bit differently, but you could borrow money. So if you had $1,000 of it, you could borrow maybe 250 or $500 and buy another stock. And if it goes up in a week or two, you're a winner if you sell it. Even though you have to pay taxes, have it go up, and there's a lot of things that have to happen. If it goes down, what do you do? What if the original company goes down and you've already borrowed the full limit that you could borrow against it? Then you have to sell one of the two of them. Oh, poop. Um, I learned very early on that margin is, is like the devil. You're borrowing money from the devil. You're hoping that it works out well. And hope belongs in two places. I hope football starts on time this year, and I hope our home team wins the Super Bowl. You know why? Because I think it would be good for our local economy. And I don't care about your local economy. I care about my local economy. So hope is what I'm talking about there. Hope belongs in two places, football field and church. I hope there's an afterlife. Uh, it doesn't belong on Wall Street. I hope that I borrowed money and that I'm able to sell it fast enough that I don't have to pay it back. That's not a good thing. Toshiba's getting out of the laptop business. Goodbye. We won't miss you. I didn't know you were still there. Other than the fact to say that that is kind of interesting of how many people got into laptops. Sony used to make the Vios. Toshiba was there. Now they're gone. Um, it's just not that profitable. And scale matters. 800-516-1220 to each calls on the air. The company known as Pac-Man, womp, 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 because they eat everything up. Amazon is gobbling up JCPenney's maybe. They want to take the old stores that are in malls like Sears and JCPenney's and convert them into fulfillment centers. So they're talking with the REITs, the publicly traded REITs that have tenants like Sears and JCPenney's and Gap and others and saying, hey, um, can we put a factory delivery area right here in the middle of the mall? The big box spaces are gathering cobwebs due to um, a lot of things from COVID to Amazon delivering packages to your door instead of you going to the mall to pick them up there. It's not lost on me that they're, they're how shall we say, cleaning up the debris left by the companies that they put out of business. And they're doing it for $4 per square foot instead of $20 a square foot. 
by location, location, location. And um, remember when we used to say things about Amazon like they what's amazing about them is they don't even own any physical buildings like, well, they have the data. They have the centers to, you know, the uh, distribution centers and they have the place that holds all the servers for their Amazon Web Store. So we were like, they have some real estate, but now they're getting more and more real estate. Whether it's Whole Foods or maybe picking up things like JCPenney's for space that's closer to you. The whole same-day delivery, one- to two-hour orders. Remember when we were talking about Amazon going from two-day down to one-day, down to same-day, down to two hours, down to one hour? That seems like a long time ago because now we're focused on other things, including but not limited to COVID is in the news. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Direct consumers changing. That's an area that I do. I put a lot of focus on at any given time in a week. A lot of focus. Um, it's my job. Warren Buffett was in the news this weekend for some news circulating about what he's doing with his cash. Berkshire Hathaway stock is rising today. They announced over the weekend that they purchased a record amount of their own stock. Now, that's actually kind of a cool thought, right? When you look around and go, huh, there's a steel company I could buy, or there's a, a media company I could buy, or a retail company I could buy. He likes things that are cash flow positive. So he likes the things like the Dairy Queens that sell a blizzard, which isn't – I think it's custard. It's not quite ice cream shakes. So I don't even know exactly how to say it, but it's thicker. And um, one of those things costs about 4 to $0.10 cents in ingredients, and they sell it for 5 bucks. That's good business. So you think blue meth is good business? Go ask Breaking Bad. No, Blue Meth isn't good business comparatively to selling custard for that kind of markup. Do you know why so many people quit their jobs and opened up a frozen yogurt stand or a frozen yogurt retail outlet? It's because there's so much stinking money in it. The margins are ridiculous. Management has attributed much of the drop of um, business for Berkshire Hathaway due to COVID. And they think that, you know, because they own a lot of manufacturing, a lot of uh, industrial output areas, they're saying, hey, this will come back. So now that the stock is down aggressively, Berkshire B has gone from 230 a share down to 165 a share. They started buying them back and they're taking them back up to 200. So their market's made up of winners and losers, buyers and sellers, and they're looking around and they're not seeing companies they want to buy. They're not saying, I'm going to go all in on the S&P 500. They're not doing it. They're not doing it on you know one company. Keep in mind, Buffett made a lot of money on Apple in the last year, not a lot of money on everything else. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. Your comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, 
Back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Back to school is right around the corner. There was a commercial on last night for back to school clothes. And my children about pride. Um, Because I'm like, guess he's going back to school. But we're not. So we're doing the online thing. You know, one of the more troubling issues came up about two weeks ago was there were some kids in Georgia and took a picture of their high school. Kids walking the hall without masks, 10% were wearing masks. And they um, got suspended because you're not allowed to post on social media pictures of other students. Which is news to me. I can't wait to grow into this. What you can't But I guess a young woman posted a picture of the high school hallway looked like, and she got suspended for it. And then a couple days later, but now they found that something like seven or nine students have COVID at the school. I, I don't know how you go back. I don't know how you stay online because isn't school kind of about socialization? Isn't it kind of about learning from mistakes, having a teacher humiliate you versus your parents? Or have a teacher correct you versus your parents? Poor children. They're going to be running around the, the farm naked. No, that's not what's going to be happening, but that's the idea. So back to school is kind of alive and well on some levels, and we're kind of watching it. Um, but more so on the electronics. So who are the winners in electronics? Best Buy. Like last night, I was watching the news, and they're like, yeah, we went to Target, and we got a laptop, and we got a iPad, and we got some chargers, and got some pencils, but it wasn't a lot of clothes. So as an investor, you could kind of see where that's going, I think. Uh, but again, COVID's nasty. It's, it's lingering. We wanted it to be wrapping up by now. Even the most pessimistic were like, eh, fall would be nice. And uh, we're still dealing with the headlines. Uh, read an article this weekend in the New York Times about how Europeans think Americans are stupid because we don't care about our health. <laughs> I think there's some truth to that. Steve Mnuchin is open to restarting virus relief talks. This is the political sausage making that is fun. Who's going to blink? Pelosi, Mnuchin, Trump, Navarro. A lot of Congress wants to get reelected. And if they've got high unemployment in their region, a lot of congressmen are not going to get reelected. So it's panic time, especially with mail-in votes starting essentially now in a lot of states. Mnuchin said the White House is open for business and we are willing to up the money. Now, the good news and the bad news is the good news is our economy needs the government whether it's monetary policy or fiscal policy, we need our government right now to do what they're supposed to. Try to get us some some maximum employment or minimum employment, something in between until we can figure this out on our own because we don't mandate automatic savings. We don't mandate emergency savings. We don't educate our people financially well enough. When we're 16, we're like, go to the mall and spend money. We're not like, get a job and save money. So our country needs it right now. So Trump did some kind of BS signatures over the weekend um, on executive orders. And executive orders get really sloppy because then you kind of start looking like uh, a dictator. 
versus working with your Congress who the checks and balances were there for that reason. Maybe it's an old system. Maybe checks and balances need to go away. Maybe we need more direct leadership. I don't know. See how I give up on politics stocks because I get bored of it. The gold rally could forge ahead to $4,000 an ounce. The gold rally. Man, I did not like gold. I've not liked gold for 30 years. And there's been two periods in my life where I wish I had some gold. This is one of them. Am I going to rush out and buy it? No. I don't make mistakes. I try not to make mistakes. I do everything I can not to put my hard-earned money into something that's already moved. Aggressively. But one analyst is out there, and he's saying, I see gold potentially going to $4,000 an ounce. Last week, it surged above 2000 for the first time since the 70s. And essentially, uh, when you adjust it for inflation, it's one of the worst investments of all time. But in the short term, it looks pretty good. So a chief investment strategist at BMO Wealth Management agreed there are many factors supporting gold. He pointed to two big events that could change the direction of prices. Okay, so I think it's important when you invest to have some ability to write stuff down. I'm kind of working with a young mentor right now, mentee, and he has a lot of ideas. He's a very smart young person. He'll say, like, I think AMD can go higher. I think gold can go higher. And in the same week, he'll be like, I think Apple still goes higher. I'm like, okay, you need to start writing this stuff down because what's going to happen is one of those three things is going to be true. And you're going to remember about how smart you were about that and not how smart you were about other stocks and other investments and other ideas. Writing it down makes it true. I've always said that you don't want to babysit the thoughts in my head, but if you were to read the thoughts that I put down, you'd be like, wow, he's got a lot going on there. So trillions of dollars needed in stimulus to tie the U.S. economy during the economic pandemic. When I say Mnuchin is circling Congress right now saying, we got more money, we're willing to make a deal, you want one trillion to four trillion, we're, we're open for business, but you're going to have to give us some of the things Republicans want. If you're a gold shark, you're smelling that. Did he say one to four trillion? Was was he a little loosey goosey in his lips there? Was he drunk? What? Whoa, 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 whoa. That's a pretty big difference. Keep in mind, we used to talk about stimulating our economy with hundreds of billions of dollars. And back in the days, it was tens of millions. And like you could see, like now we're saying, eh, I'm not impressed by one trillion. We need four trillion. So you can kind of see how gold should be moving higher because they're not making more of it, but we're making more cash. So the cash goes down in value. And right now, the dollar's at right around 92. Historically, it holds there. If it holds there, gold should stop there. But if ifs and buts were candy and nuts, oh, what a party we'd have. If we get $4 trillion stimulus, that's different than a $1 trillion stimulus. And ultimately, the good news is that's what we need in the short term. The bad news is that creates a debt for our children to pay. I will be long dead before we have to start thinking about paying back this trillions of dollars. Uh, maybe not. <laughs> We're about 10 years away from having serious questions about Social Security. But I'm not going to be in my prime working years when they're asking for more taxes. So at this point in time, I'm like, bring it on. 
let the future generations pay for my sins of not saving enough money, of not being educated on having a, an emergency fund. But again, like I said, this is what our government needs to do because this is what their their people who elected them want them to do. And this is what the people who elected them, their education is very simple in financial literacy. I've done more for financial literacy. I, I want to become a saint. I know you're saying you're not like an all Catholic on me right now, right now, are you? Yeah, I, I, I think I'm the saint of financial literacy. I know there's like the saint of lost things, the saint of lost, like there's all saints of different things, but I want to be the saint of financial literacy. Vote Rob Black. I know you say that's not exactly how that works. I have to pull off a miracle to become a saint? <laughs> I think I could do it. If I can get one person to a million dollars, I've already done that. Anyway, um, you know there's one stock, and this just shows you how speculative we're getting right now. We're reaching for ideas. Nikola, as in Nikola Tesla, as in electricity, as in electric cars. Is it electric cars or is it not electric cars? Nikola surged 20% today as the company confirmed an order of 1,000 all-electric trash trucks. I love that. The order includes 2,500 electrified chassis with the option to increase the order to 5,000 units. Uh, CEO is out there on CNBC, and he's saying – the trash market is one of the most stable markets in the industry and provides long-term shareholder value. I don't even know what that means. Other than that we have trash. My trash is picked up tomorrow. It's picked up again a week after that. It's picked up a weekend after that, a week after that, a week after that, a week after that. It's a pretty stable business. I get it. But I'm not really sure why a company that's going to be in the world on the map with Tesla – I don't know why it seems that they have a tougher road to hoe, but it also shows how fertile the ground is for Tesla right now. Uh, Nikola said the truck is expected to offer up to 150 miles on a single charge. The truck is expected to outperform current diesel and natural gas competitors. My very basic understanding of electric vehicles is that they actually do better in a lot of stop and go environments because they're using their brakes to recharge the battery. But again, that sounds like a trash truck to me. Sounds like an ideal area, but... Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing. Thanks for listening to the show. Quick little side note. Um, I really enjoyed 2020 sharing it with you and exploring it with you. If this is as bad as it gets, I'm pretty stoked. Um, I've taken one day off just for a mental break. I had two holidays, but I've been working pretty much so since March, and it's been a joy and a pleasure. I know that sounds really weird because people are dying. It is really weird. Um, We've shared something together. It's a bonded experience. You've made it this far through your first bear market for a lot of people. came in March. And for me, my first bear market had the indecency of lasting a year and a half of every day. It felt like it was going down half a point, half a point, 
up three points, down four points. And it lasted a year and a half, and it made me mentally insane. We went through it in, a, in two weeks, and I, I, I'm thankful for that, but also it's like, whoa, I may need a scotch or something like that to wash that crazy whirlwind down. You get, I think, where I'm going at with that. Uh, it's been a pleasure. And the way radio works, if I ever get fired, if they ever find a younger, faster, happier, speedier Rob, eh, I won't be on on Monday. I'll be on Friday, and then I'll be off over the weekend, and then I won't be back. So if you ever need me, I'll be at robblackshow.com, robblackshow.com. I'm not planning on going anywhere. Just It's been a pleasure, and I, I think we've earned our friendship, our bond together, if you know what I'm saying. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. The Dow jumps 250 points to start the week, um, even as Congress and the White House are battling on the size and scope of a relief package. We're getting closer and closer to an election. Anthony Scaramucci and also known as the Mooch and Donald Trump traded heated Twitter words this weekend. It, it, it gets a little bit brutal. It gets a little bit brutal. So, um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just glad, glad things are working. Trying to put some sanctions on U.S. lawmakers. There's always, when there's a tit for a tat, a tick for a talk, a U.S. We are the world power. You do whatever we tell you to do. China's going to come back and say, no, no, no. We're the up-and-coming world power. We're going to do what you just did to us, but we're going to make it in our own little Chinese kind of way. Hours after police raided a major Hong Kong news publisher, Beijing added to its counterattack against critics by announcing sanctions against 11 U.S. lawmakers. And you're like, what? <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. Hong Kong media tycoon Jimmy Lei was arrested early today on unspecified allegations, including with foreign forces. On China's new sanctioning list, Senator Patrick Toomey, Senator Tom Cotton, Senator Josh Hawley, uh, Christopher Smith, uh, Ted Cruz, Senator Marco Rubio, who have all been blacklisted in China. Um, oddly enough, all Republicans. China's got a lot of issues with democracy, with human rights, uh, a lot of protests, a lot of sanction issues. So when we go after TikTok, there's a great line in The Untouchables, a movie about Al Capone. And it was back in the day where you could put Sean Connery in anything and it did well. You could put um, said actor and you're like, why is he in this movie? Well, he was playing an Irish cop or something like that. But there's a scene where a gangster comes to a cop's house with a knife to kill him. And Sean Connery goes, bring a knife to a gunfight? He actually said some racist commentary in there that I've edited out. But <clears throat> not the smartest thing to do. It's an assertive tit for tat right now with the U.S. and China. And I think in a gunfight or a knife fight, someone's dead. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but this isn't ideal. Gas prices sit at two twenty-five a gallon. Do you care? Don't we have one of the biggest driving weekends of the summer, Labor Day or Memorial Day, or the summer driving season? Don't we have to talk about that and gas being at a cheap two twenty-five? 
The highest gas is guess where? Could it be in my home city of San Francisco? Guess. Is it L.A.? Is it Hawaii? Is it Alaska? Where's the highest gasoline? Of course it's in my hometown, San Francisco. The lowest average is in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, which is so close to Mississippi. Um, I just like saying that. And again, what's down on the Mississippi River in Louisiana? Uh, the Mississippi River, right? Uh, no, refineries. We get a lot of oil out of the Gulf. We drill a big hole in the ocean or the Gulf, and we, we put a pipe down there, and we suck it like a straw right out. And we're too lazy to send it to California or to send it to the East Coast of New Jersey factory to refine it. We're just like, let's send it up the Mississippi River and get some jobs up there on refineries. So what I love about Mississippi, every time I say Mississippi, I got to say it the way I was taught it. Am I crooked letter, crooked letter, ah, crooked letter, crooked letter, ah, hunchback letter, hunchback letter, ah. My mother was Southern. My father was Southern. Um, school systems there didn't exactly teach phonics. I know you're saying, are you knocking your mom and dad? Yes, I'm kind of knocking my mom and dad. Am I crooked letter, crooked letter, ah, crooked letter, crooked letter, ah, hunchback letter, hunchback letter, ah. That's what makes America great, is that we have so many different regions. And that's what makes us so damn tough to govern. Because poor people in the Northeast are different than poor people in the Southeast. They're way different than poor people in the Southwest and the Northwest. The immigration issues in the Northeast are way different than the immigration issues in the Southwest. And the immigration issues in California. I mean... If you take a look at Southern California, you take out the whole Mexican border thing and you just look at Northern California and the immigration issues of trying to get qualified workers to work tech jobs. And when I say qualified, I'm talking math and science degrees. I'm not talking much else than that. Is it ironic that Rachel Ray's house burned down over the weekend? She's a chef, right? It's not ironic. It's just a coincidence. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.